So I have a new column on BillOReilly.com entitled The Steal. And in the column, I tell you how the election of 2020 was skewed. And it wasn't Dominion voting machines or dead people. There was a little of that. But there was one big con, huge con. It had to do with Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, who donated a colossal $420 million to try to get Democrats um, to vote in key districts like Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Fulton County, Atlanta. And how he did it was amazing. So if you have not seen that, we reported extensively last week, and my column is there for you to read, so it walks right through it. It's very important that you do, because it, it wasn't what it appeared to be at first, the, the vote. But now we're starting to uh, know how the vote was manipulated. So despite this story, uh, the evening newscasts have not covered it. I mean, what a shock. What a, what a shock. You know, the corruption at that, and everyone knows now. American press is finished. Okay, so let's get on to uh, one more stat that will amaze you. When I told some of my very intelligent liberal friends about the Zuckerberg thing, their reply was, well, look, Joe Biden won the popular vote by 7 million. That's true. But then O'Reilly goes deeper. Uh, I always do. So I can't deny that Joe Biden won a popular vote by 7 million. Can't deny that. And Zuckerberg's shenanigans would not have influenced that very much, the popular vote. However, um, put on a screen the popular vote from Biden and Trump, and you can see the difference. 81-2 to 74-2. All right. So there is a 7 million plurality for Biden. Put up there California. So in California, Biden wins by five million popular votes. Put up New York. In New York, very liberal as California is, Biden wins by two million votes, popular votes. So add five million and two million together, what do you get? Seven million. Bingo. The 48 other states were equally divided popular vote between Trump and Biden. Did you know that? Bet you didn't. So this whole thing last time around, and if the states don't wise up and pass laws, remember, the states control voting, not the feds. Biden wants to take it over. It won't happen. The Constitution clearly delineates between the federal and states' responsibilities in the votes. States have to pass strict laws against what Zuckerberg did. Okay. So last Thursday, as I mentioned to you, uh, I went down to Palm Beach, quick turnaround, uh, met with Donald Trump. Um, I've known him for 30 years. I think my interviews with him are the best ever. You can Google all of them if you'd like. But I think tonight will demonstrate that. So we begin with Joe Biden. Roll it. You know, President Biden must really love you. He's doing you such a huge favor. 
by being in so much trouble and the country's collapsing. And then the polls show that people are almost having voter regret. Did you ever hear that phrase? Voter regret. Well, I think they might have regret, but I think they voted for me at a level that nobody's ever received before as a sitting president. 75 million votes and 12 million more than we got last time. So I'm not sure they have regret. I think we got No, a no, they have regret voting for Biden. No, no, I understand what you're saying, Bill, but uh, I'm just saying we got a tremendous vote and the administration of Joe Biden has been a disaster. You don't think he's doing it on purpose to help you out? Oh, oh sure. I'm sure he's doing it on purpose now. <laughs> okay. I think they can't help themselves. So let's look ahead. Let's look ahead. That's what everybody wants to know now. If you decide to run for president again, you'll be in Grover Cleveland territory. You know that. I do. The only president who is elected to non-consecutive terms. So a lot of people are asking me, and I got tons of mail on this, Will President Trump change his style a bit if he runs again to be less confrontational to try to win over independent voters? Will you do that? Well, let me just tell you before I give you that answer, uh, I had no choice but to be aggressive and confrontational because I was hit with many phony deals from Russia, 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 impeachment, you know, hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, uh, so many Ukraine, Ukraine. We were hit with so many different things. The Mueller investigation, which turned out to be no collusion, uh, that you had to be confrontational and you had to move fast. And on top of that, I ran a country and we rebuilt the military and we did the biggest tax cuts and regulation cuts and all of the things we did. So I'd like to have a little bit more peaceful uh, presidency from the standpoint that the radical left went after me like they've never gone after a okay, person. But you know that when you were in the primary up against your Republicans who wanted to be president, it was Lion Ted, it was Sweaty Marco, it was Boring Jeb. I mean, you really went in and battered these guys. Would you do it again if you're primaried? Would you do it that way? I think it depends on who I'm running against. I mean, I have no idea who it would be. It was Paul Ryan. Well, that would be. You're going to go after him. You're going to. No, if it was Paul Ryan, I'd attack him very hard. I thought he's. I think he's terrible. Have you thought? I think about he's a though? terrible person for the Republican Party and for the country. But no, it depends on who I'd be running against. So, have you thought about? You're the 45th president with a pretty good record in office. I, I, I think a very good record. Okay, in but office, even even your detractors, the people who despise you, yeah, all right, they can't criticize a record-breaking economy, can they? The best we've ever had. Okay. So does it occur to you that maybe I run on my record rather than I run on Donald Trump settling scores? Well, I think uh, I wouldn't be doing anything to settle scores. I just want to have our country back. Our country is lost right now. We suffered, in my opinion, the greatest embarrassment in the history of our country with Afghanistan. That withdrawal was shocking. It was a surrender. It wasn't even a withdrawal. That was a total surrender without a bullet being fired. And you look at 13 dead warriors. And by the way, many wounded, nobody, and I'm talking about seriously wounded, legs and arms. Uh, and you look at $85 billion worth of equipment left behind. There's no reason. Why would you leave it behind? All right, let's get into that. So Biden blamed you and said, uh, you made a bad deal with the Taliban and that he inherited it and there's nothing he could do. I don't think many people buy that. Nobody believes okay. it. Look, look, okay, I made a look, great look, look, deal to get, specific. to get out. So we you, didn't have a soldier killed, Bill. 
in 18 months, not a soldier killed in 18 months. Right. They respected us. You told the Taliban, look, you don't mess with us, and then we'll try to get a coalition government. But you didn't have the Kabul government in on those talks. It was you and the Taliban. That's right. By not having Kabul government in on the talks, did you emasculate them? There was no government. I was never a believer in Ghani. I thought he was a crook, and I said it five years ago, before I was even in politics, I said it. Uh, He was going to... I made the statement a long time ago. He will be out the door as soon as we leave, and eventually... You had no confidence in the Kabul government. I had no confidence in him, and I had no confidence in the, the government, and I had no confidence in the army who we were paying. We were paying their military people among the highest salaries in the world. Right. That's why they did it. Right. They didn't do it because... They wanted something to do great for their nation. They did it because we were paying them $6 billion. Yeah, they were mercenaries. Now, if you had been reelected, would the Taliban have taken that country over? Uh, the Taliban would probably... I'll tell you what I would have done. It would have been very interesting. I, th- I had a great plan. Uh, we would have had some control. You don't want full control. We would have had some control. We would have kept Bagram. For China, much more so than for Afghanistan, because, you know, it's right next to China. Right. And very near their nuclear, where they do their nuclear development. That's not a bad place. And right now, from what I hear, China's going to take over Bagram. It cost us $10 billion to build it years ago. They're going to take longest runways in the country, in the world. Actually, 20,000-foot runways. It cost us a fortune. China is right now. All right, but how would you have prevented the Taliban from taking over? Well, listen, we had to get out. It was 21 years. All right. It was ridiculous. To prevent uh, them from taking we, over. I think I would have tried to hold the country uh, in good. Uh, I don't think Ghani could have done it. I was totally against him from the beginning. Okay. And he He's left out. with his cash. It's you and the Taliban. And somebody has to look into right. that. I would say that I would have tried to keep this coalition of people together, but I don't think it would have worked. Somebody would have taken over because we had to get out, but they wouldn't have killed our soldiers. They wouldn't have kept our equipment. It would have been a much smoother a much, exit. Yeah. I always said that that whole thing will collapse as soon as we leave. We were holding it together. Yes. So I think I would love to have given it a little bit of a shot, but once we're gone, I always said, and I said this years ago, it was going to collapse. Okay. So whether it's Taliban or not, now, Taliban would have been a much weaker force than it is right now. Right now, they have our equipment. They have, now they're asking for $10 billion worth of, $10 billion worth of money yeah, from yeah. the United States. And they're going to get it. I don't know. Biden's on the skids, wouldn't you say so? He, he's, he's, his poll numbers are way down. Nothing's working. And now, inflation's at 5.4%. You spent, your administration spent a lot of money. Because you had to rebuild this and you had to do that and all well, that. Well, just to say, just to say, we had to rebuild the military. Okay, that's We had right. an obsolete We military. know what you spent it on. How did you keep inflation under control for four years when he's been in for nine months and it's up 5.4%? Well, What's the difference? Okay, one of the big things I did was become energy independent. And we had very low energy costs. And if you're going to have high energy costs, everything else follows energy. Okay, so it was him shutting down uh, the Keystone Pipeline? I think it was a big thing. Not just Keystone. Keystone's the least of it. That was something he should have never done. I just had everybody. We were drill. You know the expression? Drill we must. And we were getting great energy. We, were, we had that more oil and mistake. gas. 
he well, regulations on, on uh, oil and on the other happened, fossil fuels. Yeah, Bill, once that happened, when energy, look, when they were going to the pump and seeing $5, it was 187 a gallon. And now it's going to be over $5. Some places it's already over $5. That goes throughout the whole economy. I think energy was a big factor, a very big factor. And I kept it lower. We were making money like hand over fist with energy, bigger than Russia, bigger than Saudi Arabia, energy independent. We were number one in the world. Once that stopped, and now we're going back and we're negotiating with OPEC, it's now $80 a barrel. Right. When I was there, and this is less than a year ago, it was $40 a barrel. It's it was crazy. less than that. It's crazy. Okay. That was a big so, factor. So the southern border has collapsed. All right, you had the remain in Mexico policy. Uh, the Mexican government had their army on the border, right. preventing all of the migrants from massing and coming over. That army's gone now, they're because gone. Because of the way I dealt with Mexico, they gave us 28,000 soldiers free, no charge. Right. And they patrolled the border for us and they did a great okay. job. So you got Afghanistan a catastrophe, you got high inflation, you got a collapsed border. Biden doing it on purpose? You would almost say, when you look at the border or when you look at the pullout of Afghanistan, you would almost say nobody can be that stupid. Nobody can be doing this thinking it's good. Nobody could pull out the soldiers in Afghanistan before they pull out the American citizens or before they pull out their $85 billion worth of equipment. I said, he must be doing it on purpose. They must hate the country. They must you hate really our country. You think that he's subverting his own country? I don't know what's going on. Look, 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 you could ask a five-year-old child, and I actually did it. A young man was there. We talked about it with a group of people. I said, so what would you do? I'd keep the army there. I would keep the military <laughs> there. Look, when you see something like Afghanistan, the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened, in my opinion, to our country, I think it's number one. And I think the border is... I don't think anything's close, but I think the border is it's a catastrophe. is very embarrassing right. to us. It's, it's a, a catastrophe, catastrophe. and it's, but, but, but it's killing our country. He's either doing it on purpose, or there's somebody telling him to do it. All right, people in his ear, and these decisions the president is making are hurting the country. It's either or. No, or they're incompetent. But that in would be the look. One. He's surrounded by you, just as you were. You know the game. You're in the Oval Office. You got experts all over the place. Are they all that? It could be that way. Look, look, it could be a number of things. It could be they hate the country. Now, I don't happen to believe that, okay? I, they can't. I mean, they just can't. But how do you make decisions like the border? We have coming into our country, they're emptying out their prisons in many other countries. You know, I used to talk about the three plus Mexico. Now I'm hearing it's 47 different countries. They're coming from the Middle East. Haiti. How can they're coming in from Haiti? Do you think hundreds President, of thousands from Haiti? Do you think President Obama has President Biden's ear? Do you think President Obama is involved at all in this? I think he's probably involved, but actually I, I heard a statement which I respected. President Obama said, it's not sustainable to do what we're doing with the open that's border. That's what he said. He made that statement a few days ago. And I said, that's nice that he did that, that he said that. It's obvious that it's true. But this group is far left of Obama. Or, again, it's incompetent. I don't know. I've never seen anything like it. When you look at what's going on in Texas and Arizona, when you look at 
tens of thousands of people pouring into our country. And then they say you have to wear a mask, you have to get vaccinated, you have to do all these different things. And yet these people are flowing in by the hundreds of thousands a week. Yeah, with no regulation yeah. at all. If you were president, would you say to federal employees, particularly in education and the military, you have to get vaxxed? Would okay, you have so, that man? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say to anybody you have to, but I would sell it. Look, I'm very proud of what we did with the vaccines. It was supposed to take five years and they said it wasn't going to work. I did three vaccines in less than nine months and they do work. They work really well. I would convince people, take it. I don't want to push it. Look, it's killing our country right now because so many people are being laid off. They can't get workers. That's a big factor, by the way, in why the ships are docked out there. We can't get sure. anything into the country. Because so you, you wouldn't have, mandate you have, federal well, you employees. you have massive numbers of great employees, great people, great employees leaving their jobs because of the whole vaccine. Would you have thing. them tested? They have to get Sure, they can be tested. tested. They can be tested. But here's the thing. When I was president, there was no talk about mandates or anything. Everybody wanted the vaccine. Now a lot of people don't want it. Anti-vaxxers. Well, they maybe don't trust Biden. Something's maybe, but going it's your on. vaccine, it's, and you've told oh, them to is, get vaxxed. It is, and, and I have said it. And so does the Pope. You and the Pope got, yeah, both said yeah. get vaxxed. Okay, I have said it. Other people have said it. But remember this. When they call a pause to Johnson & Johnson, that was a huge story. People said, would you say it? I said, wait a minute. They just caused a pause over six people, I guess most of whom were okay in the end. They paused this. This was a huge headline. They don't know about Johnson & Johnson. They just know the yeah, vaccine got pushed. The they have done so many things. But I just want to be clear. You would not mandate federal employees have to get vaccinated. No, but I would. I think I'd get most people to take All it. Right, I think them. You wouldn't I think it. that they would trust me. Okay. They're not trusting this administration. Did China weaponize COVID and then it escaped from Wuhan lab? I, I think what happened is China looked, and I was the first one, one of the early ones to say it came from Wuhan, that came right. from the lab. Chinese virus. And everyone went crazy. You know, I never forget, I said that. I didn't think it was such a big statement. People went crazy, the left. They went totally crazy when I said it. Uh, so the big question is, did China do this on purpose or not? I think probably they didn't, okay? They did not. I think they did not do it on purpose. Uh, it certainly fit their agenda pretty well in many ways because it knocked us out, it knocked out the world, and it knocked them also, however. But they were able to control it. One of the worst things that happened is they kept it in Wuhan and the rest of the world, but it didn't go to the rest of China for the most part. Yeah, they, it didn't they, go to the... But you could fly. So they put a wall, so to speak. But I you don't think, think they weaponized COVID? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I don't All right. think so. Why didn't I you fire certainly Fauci? hope not. Why didn't you fire Fauci? Everybody hates Fauci. Well, now. it didn't matter because I did pretty much the opposite of what he would suggest. <laughs> but you still had him. No, he's been there a long time. I actually got along with him very well. Call me Tony. He goes, call me Tony, sir. Uh, <laughs> call me Tony. He was a much better promoter than he was a doctor. But you didn't fire him. No, I didn't fire him. He, he said, uh, let, let them come in from China months after I closed it. I Don't said, no, I'm not going to In hindsight, you should have sacked him. Come on. He had, he had much less influence in my administration. Optics. Well, look, I mean, one, Tony, one more, wait, one more. wait one second. Tony Fauci said, masks are no good. Don't wear masks. I, I now he's we a, all know that. Now he's but a radical master. Why didn't you fire him? And he's been there a long time. Why didn't you fire General Milley? Come on, Milley. So, Milley was a different guy when I was there. Different guy. He played uh, to whoever 
was sitting in the Oval Office. So he's a phony. Well, I, I, he made some statements that were really dumb. For instance, on the military, when I said we're moving out of Afghanistan, we'll take our time. I dealt with Abdul. Abdul was not going to do anything to us, the head of the Taliban. And I was very rough with Abdul, but you know what? It was fine. We had a good understanding, and we got along just fine. But Millie said when I said all equipment out, all people out, all Americans out, and other people, but I said, I want every nut, every bolt, I want the tents, the, the, I want everything. And Millie want... said, fine. No, Millie said, sir, it's cheaper to leave it there than it is to take it. I believe that's why they left it, because- well, Why didn't you fire him when he said it? No, I just thought he was very stupid, okay? Well, why did you keep him there? Uh, it's a long story, but I will tell you, you know, they've been there a long time, and I'm not looking to do terrible things to people, but he said a lot of stupid things. All man. right. A lot now, of stupid final things. question. You know the Zuckerberg story unfolding? I'm hearing it's a big story, okay. and I think it's illegal what he did. Well, this is the real rigged election. This is the real steal. Well, it's part of it, but it's big No, part but of this it. is it. Yeah. If you see where the $400 million that he donated yeah. to the left-wing nonprofits, if you see where that money is, because we've been investigating, it's in all the places that there was suspect. So it wasn't voter machine fraud or dead people. It uh, was- By the way, it, it was everything. It was all right, including- but this it. was the big one. You realize, because you were president of the United States, it is against the law to electioneer at a polling place. Yeah. You can't, that's a crime, okay. all right? But not if you have mail-in ballots. You can go to somebody's living room and fill it out for them. Yeah. That's what happened. Okay, that's, one, that's part of what happened. Let me tell you, what he did, in my opinion, was illegal. This is Zuckerberg. Yeah, it was illegal. With the drop boxes or the lock boxes or maybe the unlock boxes. It was electioneering. Did you ever see the percentage of vote that Biden got in those boxes when they came in? And sometimes those 90%. boxes- 90%. Sometimes 97%. Yeah, because he was, they were targeting it. Correct. And, and there are those that say it was totally illegal. But it, he's going to get away with it. But now we know what happened. Poor Rudy Giuliani. Well, you don't know if he's going to get away with it, okay? Not under the Biden Justice Department. But it Department. would seem that they don't do anything to anybody but Republicans. Doesn't it seem that way, right? Well, Wisconsin's not going to do anything because Evers vetoed it already, and Biden and Merrick Garland are not going to do anything. You know Wisconsin that. is looking very, very strongly at it right now. Their Senate, which really controls that, Evers more so than Evers. Let's see what happens. All right. But with Wisconsin, they found tremendous fraud. But when you look at those boxes and when you look at what Facebook and others did, it's a disgrace. Now, we covered an, enorm an enormous amount of ground, thanks to me, because I am focused, all right? But I just want to get this. You're thinking about changing your style if you get back into the presidential sweepstakes. You're not going to be as harsh because you have a record to run on. Is that what I've heard? I will do whatever it takes to make America great again. That's all I'm going to so do. If you, if it whatever has... it takes. If I have to be harsh, I'll be harsh. If I have to... Let me tell you, I was harsh with NATO. Got $430 billion from NATO. They were ripping us That's off. That's not what I'm talking about. I you know what harsh. I'm talking about. I know exactly. But I'll do whatever it takes to make America great again. Our country is in trouble. Our country... Big time. ...has never been in a position like it is right now. We're not respected by anybody. I will do what it takes. And it will be all about America first. Whatever I have to do. Now, we have sold more than 30,000 tickets Good. for the 
Trump O'Reilly history tour. Good. I always put your name first, Mr. You President. better. You better. Okay. okay. More than 30,000. We still have about 15,000 left. All right. I think based on this interview that anybody would want to see oh, Trump O'Reilly on the stage. Do you concur? I think so. I think it's going to be very successful. Already is successful. Look, with virtually no advertising, in fact, until a couple of weeks ago, no advertising. Right. You sold 60% uh, of the seats, as I understand it. You're doing, it's because we're of doing you. four locations. It's not me. It's you. Well, it's a combination. Look, it's right. a combination. We have nice ties, both of us. We've always had a great thing, not necessarily friendly, but we've always had some great little debates going over the years. And like today? We always had a lot of fun. But I think we're going to have fun. We're going to learn together. We're going to have a great audience. And it really is selling amazingly well. You know, considering we spent no money on promotion. That's right. No, no marketing. Money on anything. Right. And we have big arenas, and they're almost sold out. They're getting close to being sold right. out. So congratulations. Thank you, Mr. President, for Thank putting you. up with me. I think that was one of the best interviews you've done. I see you on cable TV. Nothing comes close to this. You know it. You know it. You do a good job, Bill. I've always said it. Thank you. All right, so uh, let me know what you think. Bill at BillOReilly.com and name in town if you wish to apply. Put it up there. This is where we're going to be, and I hope you guys um, check us out. So there's still some nice seats available. Uh, FLA Live Arena and Sunrise. That's Lauderdale, December 11th, December 12th, Amway in Orlando. Big show there. And then the 18th in the Toyota Center in Houston. And the following day, Sunday, the 19th, Dallas American Airlines Center, and uh, we would love to see you there. All right, so that, you know, I thought that was interesting, we'll see. So remember Andrew McCabe, the second in command, the FBI under, uh, what's his name? Jeez, Comey. All right, so he got fired, and uh, because the uh, Inspector General of the Justice Department, Michael Horowitz, said he lied and uh, he leaked stuff and he did all kinds of bad things. So he got fired and he sued. McCabe sued the Justice Department. And so the Justice Department caved under President Biden and Merrick Garland. And they're giving uh, McCabe $200,000 in payments for his pension and installing the impension forever. And they're paying his legal fees of a half million dollars. It, it's just staggering how corrupt that is. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532.
climate change activists storm a building at the U.S. Interior Department. This happened last Thursday. Okay, so you didn't hear about it because the network news blacked it out, did not cover. They did the same thing the demonstrators did on January 6th at the Capitol. They tried to break into the building, the Bureau of Indian Affairs, and they were not successful because security is much better than it was back then. Police have arrested 55 people, 55. Now, I doubt if any of them be charged like January 6th, but again, you did not know about it or see it because the nightly news on all three networks did not cover it. COVID. So Colin Powell dies uh, from COVID and he was vaxxed, but he had uh, multiple myeloma, a cancer of the blood, and that's what did him in. So he caught the virus. He couldn't fend it off uh, as vaxxed people who are healthy can, and he died. Now, I knew uh, General Powell, Secretary Powell, um, not well, but you know, I sat next to him on a plane one time and it's a conversation and then a couple of uh, charitable benefits for best friends in Washington. He was there. I always had a reservation about the general. I felt he was way too political and I wanted an explanation of Iraq. So the reason that I said, yes, we should go in and forcibly try to remove Saddam Hussein was because of Colin Powell, who as secretary of state said, you know, our intelligence says, for sure that Saddam Hussein has weapons of mass destruction. I believe that because he said it, not because of Bush Cheney or Rumsfeld, because he said it, because I knew that Powell was skeptical. He wasn't, you know, an establishment guy, but in the end, he turned out to be that. So I never got the explanation and no, neither did you about how that intelligence was botched and we the people deserve it. But anyway, uh, our condolences to the Powell family. He was a great patriot. Everybody should know that. 40% of California state workers are unvaxxed. They don't know what to do out there. The deadline has passed. Uh, Governor Newsom doesn't want to fire them or suspend them. 52% of the California Highway Patrol chips unvaxxed. Cancel culture update in East Lansing, Michigan public schools. No more Halloween. No more Valentine's Day. Nope, not in the school. The uh, pinheads who run the schools say, quote, each year, along with the fun of Halloween parties and parades, we also have students whose families do not celebrate or feel comfortable with their children participating in Halloween costumes. We have young children who become overwhelmed and sometimes frightened of the costumes, blah, 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 blah. I mean, who does this hurt? So I said last week, this hurts the kids. They like Halloween. They like Valentine's Day. They don't like Valentine's Day because they don't want boys and girls focusing on each other. All right. I'm not going to say anything more about that, but this is insane. So those of you who live in the East Lansing School District, you guys should really mobilize. Western Carolina University in uh, Western North Carolina has given a pamphlet to the students uh, about Halloween costumes. My culture is not a costume. It's more. It's my culture, my heritage, my identity, my religion. And this is Halloween. Think before you dress up. At Western Carolina University, we do not mimic culture, racial, or ethnic groups. Give me a blank and break. 
Oh, awful. This woke business is just brutal. Superman. Superman was invented in the 1940s to raise morale of the American public during World War II. The motto, as you know, was truth, justice, and the American way, which was different than the German or Japanese way. But now the American way is gone, according to Jim Lee, chief creative officer of DC Comics. The new motto, truth, justice, and a better tomorrow, and Superman is by. No more. For me, Superman out, gone. See you, Jim Lee, you're a moron. A destructive moron. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth, delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We have a variety of guests on this program, as you know. We want to hear all sides uh, of the story. I don't put on propaganda people. I don't put on politicians very much because you know what they're going to say. It's a waste of my time, a waste of your time. But I wanted to find out how the progressive left is viewing the Biden administration since it is in dire trouble right now. So we researched, as we always do. We found a man named David Garrow. He is a Ph.D. He teaches at the University of Pittsburgh School of Law. He is a Pulitzer Prize winner for his book, Bearing the Cross, Martin Luther King Jr., and the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. That was uh, put out in 1987. He joins us now from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So, Doctor, um, everybody sees who follows politics that the Biden administration is having a lot of trouble, more trouble in its first uh, few months than any modern president that I can think of. Do you see it that way? Yes, sir, Bill. Um, I'm enough of a civil libertarian uh, that I, like you, uh, very much oppose the extent of this IRS proposal that you were just addressing. Um, But to me, and I'm a former Bernie Sanders donor, um, former member of Democratic Socialists of America, uh, the number one uh, thing about the Biden administration to date uh, was the atrocious tragedy in, in Kabul, Afghanistan. Um, back in August. Uh, It made me ashamed to be an American. Um, And above and beyond those 13 horrifically tragic deaths of of U.S. service members, um, we're seeing, you know, journalism every day now uh, about how the result of of the U.S. abandonment of the the Afghan government 
uh, is resulting in, in mass hunger um, because the Taliban uh, clearly uh, lack the, the competence uh, to run uh, a successful state. Uh, and so my, my fearful expectation is that the scale uh, of, of the tragic Biden failure in Afghanistan is only going to grow uh, further and become worse and worse. Um, and I think it will be without question uh, the historical uh, uh, identifier uh, of the Biden presidency. Why do you think President Biden is making so many wrong decisions? Is he not smart enough? Is it his staff? Why do you think that things are not going well? With the Afghan tragedy, he clearly uh, disagreed with, rejected uh, the military advice of the top military commanders who uh, favored keeping uh, the residual U.S. force of about 2,500 service members in Afghanistan. Uh, that force, you know, had stabilized the Afghan government, uh, had not suffered a single uh, fatal casualty in, in 18 months. Um, but my fear, um, even when, when President Biden was, was running for the presidency, uh, is quite frankly is, is 78, 79 years uh, too old uh, to be a successful uh, chief ex executive. Uh, now, I should briefly mention that, that perhaps my best-known academic article uh, from 20 years ago, University of Chicago Law Review, uh, was entitled Mental Decrepitude on the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, tracing the history of, of elderly justices who lost it and started giving away the job to their clerks. Um, and so uh, I've always, uh, since my research back then, uh, favored a retirement, mandatory retirement, uh, for Supreme Court justices at 75. Do um, you think I, that Biden is in decline when your observation of him and the way he conducts himself on a day-to-day -day basis, do you think he's in mental decline? Well, I would, I would take note of, of a piece that was in Politico either this morning or, or last night, highlighting how few uh, live interviews uh, the yeah, white he, they're afraid. Everybody knows afraid that he's not going to be able to answer com competent questions. Um, but OK, let's go to uh, the United States. So you you are a very progressive guy who leans towards socialism. All right, that's fine. But the American people are not. All right. So all polls say that most Americans are kind of in the middle. Um, they're not ideological. They don't want socialism. That's overwhelmed. Uh, by the polls. But Biden has always been more said that he's been a moderate guy. He comes in and he governs far, far to the left, which is causing him a lot of problems. Why is he doing that? Correct, Bill. I think it's unclear as to whether Biden has, has lost connection uh, with his traditional roots. Um, you know, even though I'm a former Sanders donor, um, in the present day, I'm I'm rooting for Senator Manchin and and for Senator Senator Cinema, uh, you know, to keep Biden centered uh, and to not uh, uh, give in to uh, some of the wackier voices uh, among Democrats in the House of Representatives. But your um, guy Bernie, he would he would spend his three point five trillion and three point five trillion more. I mean, right. he would he would overwhelm the working people in America with taxes 
and redistribute to people he feel uh, he feels should have that money. So you're departing from that philosophy, doctor? Yes. I mean, when I was uh, supporting Bernie Sanders, he was running against Hillary Clinton. Uh, you don't necessarily need to hear my views on the Clintons. Um, but Sanders is an intellectually honest man. Um, but the 3.5 uh, is, is, is crazy. Um, I may be, you know, historically a democratic socialist, uh, but I don't believe that we should be spending uh, the U.S. In, into that amount of debt uh, that will burden further generations. Absolutely. And, and also it will hurt the current economy, as we have seen with a 5.4 percent inflation rate in nine months under Joe Biden. That erodes the power to buy and live well that you, Bernie Sanders, and all the other socialists envision um, by a benevolent government redistributing. So if you've got to pay more for everything, who's going to get hurt the most? The poor, the working man. But Biden doesn't seem to understand that. I mean, it's almost stunning. Last word. Um, inflation is clearly a growing problem. Um, for anyone that goes to the supermarket themselves. So there are aspects of the Biden agenda that I, I support. Uh, but overall, um, I'm with Joe Manchin and, and Kristen Sinema. All right. You may have to resign your progressive socialism credential stock. But we really appreciate the candor, you see. And my staff did a nice job by finding uh, Dr. Garrod in uh, uh, the University of Pittsburgh Law School, because this is what we want. We want honest, smart people who pay attention to the country, not this ideological gibberish that you get on cable news every night. Okay, here's the final thought of the day. So I, I watched some NFL football, although we don't have it here in New York. Oh, that was nasty, isn't it? The Giants and the Jets, oh. But anyway, all during these football games, you got betting. Betting, 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 betting. And the NFL used to, you know, they suspended Alex Karras and Paul Horning for betting. Remember that way back in the 60s? But now, hey, they want you to bet. Let's go. This is bad. It's really bad. I'll never take a gambling ad on the No Spin News or any of my enterprises on radio or anything. I'll never do it. Why is it bad? Because it corrupts children. They think that betting is some kind of game. It's fun. It's this. It's that. Betting can break you. And I know. You know. Now, I bet a few games for fun. No heavy money. I don't uh, gamble in the casinos. I don't do that. And I'm not moralizing. If you want to go into a casino, a legal casino, and bet, go have fun. You want to bet a game? Have fun. But you got to understand that just like alcohol, people get addicted to gambling and it ruins them and to make it so frothy and so light and oh yes parlay this do that oh man i just really really something not good about this and the nfl but they, it's all about money you know that I mean, oh yeah well a few years ago pete rose look at he's betting on his own team but yeah i you know, at least baseball hasn't done this betting thing, and I hope it never does. That is a final thought. Thank you for watching us tonight. Let us know what you think of the Trump interview and the entire program, and we'll see you tomorrow.